Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I have been reading recently out of the life of Elisha, and it's an interesting story. In my mind, I think I forget sometimes that Elijah and Elisha were serving out of Samaria. Like they were not on the side of Judah with their occasional good kings. No, they were in Israel where it was one bad king after another. And in fact, Elijah was serving initially under Ahab. And then after Ahab dies, then there's uh, children, his children who follow up. And it's just not a good situation. And so you have these true prophetic voices speaking into a very corrupt culture. Okay. I'm not actually going to speak about that specifically. I just think the larger geopolitical context is interesting. The story that was burning for me is how the enemy general, uh, General Naaman, gets leprosy, which would be like whatever is the worst possible thing to get today, probably AIDS, but something of that horrible magnitude. And so the He's, he's just devastated, doesn't really know what to do. His wife's servant girl was from Israel, which basically means she was captive or she was captured, excuse me, cap, captivated. Anyway, she was captured and the, and yet she's like, I know how General Naaman could be healed. He just needs to go. Elijah or Elisha is really good at healing. You should send him there, which is also interesting that she wasn't like, awesome, here's how the enemy general can finally be overthrown and maybe the my people can have their moment of being at peace, <laughs> which is maybe how I would think like, oh, it's the enemy general. Yeah, let's have him die. That would be fantastic. So there's a thread of real grace running through this book, I think this story. And so General Naaman goes to the king of Israel and is like, okay, please heal me. And the king of Israel is like, oh my word, he's trying to pick a fight with me because I can't heal. And so it's a little bit of this comic relief, like, you're right, O king, you can't heal. And so eventually it's like, oh, right, right, we should send him to Elisha. (laughs) That'll be a good option. Elisha doesn't even bother to go out and see him, if I'm remembering correctly. And is like, you know what? servant, just go tell him to bathe seven times in the Jordan and then his leprosy will be done. And Naaman is very offended by this. And in some ways you can kind of get it. Like he's actually an important person. The king of his uh, country leans on him when they're going into the temple for the king to offer sacrifices. You know, it's like if whoever would be the closest person to uh, like your personal bodyguard or your best friend or something. So there's a level of like, Elisha is kind of giving him the bird a little bit like, I don't even want to be bothered talking to you. I'll just send my servant. It's a little bit odd. And so it makes sense that Elisha would be, no, excuse me, that Naaman would be upset about this because it's really not following basic protocols of relationship. And he also is like, why are you giving me this ridiculously stupid thing to do? Like, oh, go bathe seven times in the Jordan. Okay. And, you know, he's like, my, the rivers in my home country are better than the Jordan. I mean, the Jordan is like, 
not this really epic river. And so he's ready to just leave in absolute fury. And his servants are like, but why, why would you not just try? And they give him this little shift in perspective to say, if Elisha had come out to you and said for you to do something great, by which they mean like something really hard, something that required epic strength or that was really taxing for you, you would have done it. And instead, you're not even willing to try the simple thing that the man of God has given you to do. And what I love about this story is that he receives their correction. These are his servants. And they're so bold. Like, we just honor you, our master. We don't want you to have leprosy. Let's please just go and try it. And so he bathed seven times in the Jordan and he's healed. And and then he goes back to his own country and there's like bad things that happened to Elisha's servant who was very perfidious and bad. But I, I think the striking part for me is that I feel like sometimes I'm in this place of saying, oh, if something's going to happen, it's going to be hard. I'm going to have to press through. There's going to be, it's going to be like, uh, was it Saul who said to David, like, just bring me 100 foreskins of my enemy, the enemies, the Philistines, and then I'll give you my daughter, even though David already should have had the hand of his daughter for killing Goliath, but no. So then David goes and kills 200 Philistines and brings the foreskins. I mean, okay, that's just kind of gross. And so we're going to admit that, but there is a level of saying that was actually hard. He had to go and track down 200 enemy men and kill them. And whereas to say, why don't you just go and dip seven times in this kind of small river that is like a different scale. And so, Lord, I just feel like you are hitting me upside the head with this passage. Like, pay attention, pay attention. Um, Lord, I think about how, oh, Lord, how precious that you put these stories in, that sometimes what's required is something hard. And sometimes what's required is something that's so laughably easy that we don't even think it could possibly do anything. It doesn't even seem real. And so, Lord, it's like, (laughs) you know how to overturn our expectations and how to ask us to grow in certain ways. Like for Naaman, he needed to grow in humility. He needed to grow in The willingness not to be the general who's always pushing the envelope and doing harder things, but to be the one who's willing to just humble himself and go and bathe seven times, which is pretty easy. So, Lord, I am asking that you would make us attentive to your word, that we would hear clearly what you're speaking, that we would be in a place of, oh, just being open to what you are speaking, being willing to hear whether it's hard or easy and that we wouldn't despise either direction. Lord, I thank you that sometimes it actually does get to be easy. And then Lord, I also just want to say thank you for the way that this story is such a picture of grace, that you said you had such grace 
on the children of Israel, even though their kings were really horrible, that you still sent them your word through the prophets Elijah and Elisha. Thank you for the grace of that enslaved girl who was like, oh, I actually want my master to be healed, even though maybe it would be better for my people that he not come and fight against us. Lord, thank you for the grace that your people, when they're operating well, release such healing and hope into the world. Oh, Lord, I'm just so grateful for your precious voice. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.